Today is Thursday, January 7th, 2021. On this day in 1131 CE, Prince Knud Leivard of Denmark was murdered in cold blood. He was beloved by his people and seen as a natural successor to the Danish throne, which is why his family decided to kill him. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes dramatizations and discussions of murder that some people may find offensive. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. Today we're covering the murder of Prince Knud Leivard. Let's go back to January 7th, 1131, to Denmark's Haraldstead Forest. The forest probably wasn't where one would want to be on a cold January day, but Prince Knud Leivard had been called there to meet his cousin Magnus. 35-year-old Knud and 25-year-old Magnus had their differences, but their fates were intertwined by blood and politics. Knud was the son of the former king of Denmark, and Magnus was the son of Knud's uncle, the current king. As such, both had a claim to Denmark's throne when Magnus's father died. The pair had spent the Christmas holidays together at Magnus's father's castle before Knud left to stay with another cousin in a nearby town. On the morning of January 7th, a messenger came to inform Knud that Magnus wanted to speak to him in Haraldstead Forest. Magnus allegedly wanted to have a friendly chat about a pilgrimage he was about to make. He said that Canood arrived with only two servants and two squires and almost left his sword at home. After all, he was just meeting his cousin, or so he thought. Canood allegedly found Magnus sitting on a log. When Magnus saw Canood approach, he stood and hugged his cousin close. It was a typical greeting, until Canood realized Magnus was wearing armor under his clothes and had a group of his men hiding in the woods. It was an ambush. Knud was surrounded by his traitorous cousin's forces and was helpless when Magnus raised his sword high. He was dead set on preventing his cousin from becoming king of Denmark, especially because Knud appeared to be the people's preferred choice to take the throne. Knud Leivard was born in 1096 CE in the city of Roskilde, Denmark. He was the only legitimate heir to King Eric I, also known as Eric the Good. Eric had other children from mistresses, but Knud was born from Eric's union with his official consort, Bodil Thurgotsdetter. Before the 1600s, Denmark's king was actually elected by the people. That being said, the people usually chose the current king's son as the next ruler. As such, Knud stood a good chance of becoming king when his father died. Sadly for Knud, that happened far sooner than he expected. In 1103, Eric and Bodil set off on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem, but they fell ill and died on the journey. 
Because Canood was only about seven years old, his uncle Nils was chosen as the next king. Canood was sent to live with Skjalm Vid, an aristocrat who ruled the influential Vid clan. It might have seemed that Canood was out of the royal running, since Nils had sons like Magnus who could succeed him. However, Canood still found a way to make a name for himself in Denmark, thanks to the future ruler of Germany. Denmark shared a border with Germany, and while Canood was growing up, he spent time in the court of Lothair, duke of a German state called Saxony. Lothair grew quite fond of young Canood and would later serve as a powerful ally. In 1115, King Nils called upon his 19-year-old nephew Canood to serve as Earl of Schleswig, a region that shared a border with Germany. He was to protect Denmark from German forces and the Obotrites, a group of Slavic tribes in North Germany. It wasn't an easy job, but Canood turned out to be excellent at keeping the peace and conquering his adversaries. So excellent, in fact, that in 1129, 33-year-old Canood was named ruler of the Obotrites by Lothair, who was now king of Germany. Canood was at the height of his power, and that didn't sit well with his family. King Nils and his son Magnus realized that Canood could threaten their dynasty. He was the son of a former king, a beloved earl with support from the powerful Vied clan, and now had influence in Germany too. If Canood wanted to campaign for the Danish throne, he would be tough to beat. So Nils and Magnus decided to eliminate Canood from the competition entirely. Coming up, we'll delve into the political intrigue that led to Canood Levard's murder and the legacy that he left behind. Listeners, have you heard the eerie new podcast, Superstitions? Every Wednesday, explore the varying beliefs people around the world fear and follow in this mystifying series from Parcast. You do not want to miss it. Each week, step inside stories that illustrate the horror, weirdness, and truth behind humanity's strangest codes of conduct. Why do black cats represent witchcraft? What's the point of carrying a rabbit's foot around with you? And how come certain films seem cursed and others don't? Each new episode of Superstitions presents a story that unlocks the mysteries of unorthodox traditions and surreal phenomena. They may seem cryptic or illogical or completely insane, but then again, do they? Follow the Spotify original from Parcast, Superstitions, free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Now back to the story. On January 7th, 1131, Danish prince Knud Levard was murdered by his cousin Magnus. Magnus was next in line to be king after his father, Nils, and he didn't want Canood to take that away from him. Perhaps he acted rashly, because it's possible that Canood didn't even want the throne. Canood never openly campaigned to become king, but King Nils did see Canood's success and growing list of titles as evidence of royal ambition. 
Around the time he reigned as Earl of Schleswig, Knud earned the title Leivard, which means bread giver and lord. When he became leader of the Obotrites, Knud also picked up the title Knyaz, which some said meant king. This title rankled King Nils, who reprimanded Knud for becoming king of a foreign tribe. Knud had to reassure him that Knyaz meant prince, not king. Perhaps Knud was underplaying his ambitions, or maybe he was just content with the power he'd accrued. Either way, it seemed that he would have made a good king, given his reputation. Knud was hailed as a fair leader who was genuinely invested in justice for all his subjects. For example, one story claims that Knud once learned about a relative who was abusing his poorer neighbors. The relative was sentenced to be hanged, but complained to Knud that he should be spared since he held a high position and was Knud's cousin. Knud agreed, so instead of hanging the man from a regular gallows, he planted a sailing ship's mast on a hill and hanged him from there, preserving his relative's lofty position. Knud would not kowtow to anyone, even if they were related. But while this made him an admirable ruler, it also made him unpopular with other relatives, like King Nils. The brewing conflict came to a head over Christmas of 1130, when Knud was invited to spend the holidays at Nils's castle in Roskilla with the rest of the family. Some say that Knud's heavily pregnant wife came along, while others say she stayed in Schleswig to give birth. Either way, Knud headed to a family reunion that was anything but warm and inviting. It's likely he knew that he was in danger. His wife may have even warned him to stay away, but Knud was committed to family unity and wanted to honor his blood ties with Nils and his son, Magnus. Meanwhile, Nils and Magnus were just out for blood. Magnus supposedly tried to kill Knud several times over the holidays, though the methods he used were unknown and unsuccessful. It's possible that it was a secret method like poisoning, since things were still cordial enough for Knud to help plan Magnus's forthcoming pilgrimage. That's why Knud went to Haraldstead Forest to meet Magnus on January 7th, 1131, where Magnus ran a sword into Knud's head, and his accomplices finished him off with a few spears through the chest for good measure. Knud's death was supposed to clear the way for Magnus to become king, but instead it ignited a civil war. Knud's allies, like Lothair of Germany and the Vied clan, all retaliated against Nils and Magnus. Nils died in 1134, and Magnus was killed by Knud's half-brother Eric that same year. Just over two decades later, in 1157, Knud's son Valdemar became king of Denmark. Valdemar never met his father, but Knud's shining reputation lived on after his passing. In addition to being remembered as a virtuous leader, Knud came to be seen as a holy figure. Some claimed that a spring magically flowed in the spot where he was killed. 
while others said that miracles happened at his tomb. In 1169, 38 years after his death, Canood, or Canute as he is sometimes now known, was canonized as a Catholic saint upon the request of his son, King Valdemar. His feast day is celebrated on the day of his death. So while January 7th remains a tragic day, it is also a time to celebrate the everlasting holiness of Canood Lavard's spirit. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Amin Osman, with writing assistance by Alex Benedon, and fact-checking by Bennett Logan. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Bad omens, good fortune, pure luck? Take a closer look at what you believe in and follow the Spotify original from Parcast, Superstitions. New episodes air weekly, every Wednesday. Listen free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.